Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I am here with a very special episode, a little bit of an unconventional episode. And we're going to be going over a section from a recent webinar that we did. So uh, apologies in advance for anyone who is missing out on some of the visual cues. However, if you want to see not only those, but the rest of the presentation, I will include a link in the show notes so you can sign up and check that out. But this one is specifically on estate planning marketing, but there's some interesting... The reason why I wanted to post this section particularly is because it does apply to all practice areas, at least all those practice areas that advertise on Facebook. So um, pretty interesting here to say the least. Uh, we've had a couple popular episodes about that, but I take a little bit of a different perspective and dive pretty deep into some of the factors that actually lead to Facebook ad costs increasing and some of the stuff that we've done personally and we've seen clients have a lot of success with doing. So... Without further ado, we will go ahead and transition the episode, and I will see you guys next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. So part one, why are clients laugh when ad costs go up for their competition? So um, this is a little uh, joke for the experienced advertisers out there. If you ever spent um, pretty uh, <laughs> serious money on Facebook, you've probably been on the receiving end of the death beams of Mark Zuckerberg at some point. But let's start this off with a story. And um, by this point, I'm assuming you're aware of a company called Facebook that has an advertising platform that's been you know making things happen for business owners for a little bit since it popped onto the scene. But um, regardless of whether you personally had success using Facebook to grow your, you know, your law firm, I can tell you that beyond a shadow of the doubt, estate planning attorneys are making it work. And we have been personally making it work for dozens and dozens of them since COVID started. But the road has been rocky at times. I want to bring you back to the winter of 2020. So we're nine months into the uh, air quotes new normal that everyone thought was going to last a week. And we had the case numbers going up after it looked like we had finally beat this thing in the summer and there was not a vaccine in sight. So people were arguing over you know, Thanksgiving dinner, whether that was going to kill grandma or not. And we probably had the most contested election in the history of the country, which I'm going to get back to in port because it's important. And that was for everybody. But for me and the team at Case Fuel, we had something else to worry about. So on the one hand, we we're coming off the biggest quarter for new clients that we had ever seen for the company. But on the other, we had just realized our client ad costs had gone up by two to 300% for every single client. And I'm going to get to why that happened in a minute, but we were faced with a really, really hard decision. So do we go back to all those clients we just signed and tell them that we're going to need twice as much to get them the same results that we told them that, you know, we might've told them a week ago for the, the certain ones for ad budget, or do we just foot the bill and take a huge loss until things end up turning around? And, you know, we didn't really know how long these crazy ad costs were going to last anyways. You know, it was, it was a, the question was, could we really ride it out? And in the end, we quietly doubled our client ad budgets behind the scenes and decided to wait it out. And things did end up turning around Christmas. But at that point, we'd spent literally tens of thousands of dollars out of pocket. And that little decision ended up being, uh, you know, if we wanted to put in the, the list of investments, it was probably the most expensive investment that we had made in the company to date. But for our trouble, we learned a valuable lesson, which is never be dependent on a single source for us, for our clients. In this case, Facebook. It's not a matter of if the ad costs will go up, but when they will go up. So let's get into it. How can Facebook turn from a money printer into a flaming pile of garbage seemingly overnight? 
why are the chicken littles of the online marketing world saying Facebook's dead every couple of months? And I don't want you to take any of this stuff for face value. So let's explore the fundamentals of why this happens first. So let's start out with one of my favorite hot takes when I'm talking to other agency owners, especially in the legal space. And because leads for attorneys can cost hundreds of dollars on AdWords, pretty much the gold standard for legal advertising since you know forever, legal leads are just assumed to just cost that much. And I'm going to show you why that's not the case. So let's look at the three most popular paid options when it comes to getting new business opportunities for estate planning attorneys. And what all of these have in common is that they all operate on an auction model. So it's important to know why who your competitors are in that auction and why they're going to be charging that much. So on the left here, we have the old standby of lead vendors. This includes your Nolos, your Avos, your Justias, et cetera. And a lot of these are on a per lead model. And those quote marks are there because anyone who's ever tried to buy these, because you know, you know it's not really likely that any of these will ever close or even that you're going to be the only attorney that the lead was sent to, right? And in the middle, we have our old squeeze, Google pay-per-click. So clicks for estate planning attorneys aren't really as bad as stuff like, you know, mesothelioma or personal injury, but they're still generally going to be in the $15 to $25 per click range. And there's more of them in the competitive markets. So um, going back to the auction model, the reason that they are cheaper than mesothelioma is because you probably aren't making seven figures on an estate planning case. And the market sets the price. So when there's more money to be made, more people will be spending and competing for those clicks, which ends up driving the cost up. And finally, on the right that we have Facebook. So two super important differences are that one, you aren't actually charged per click, which is a really common misconception out there. You're actually charged by impression. And that's basically, you know, the amount of times your ad is seen measured by thousands of people, which is abbreviated CPM for some reason, um, which is a double-edged sword. And we're going to go over that in the next slide. But if your ad is good and people are clicking on it, you can end up paying way less. But if your ad sucks, you can technically be paying money for nothing. And another super important difference is that you're not only competing against other lawyers, you're competing against Walmart's latest rollback. You're competing with the bar across the street from your office. You're competing with Amazon for the $100 pair of shoes that you looked at last week. And on average, your estate plan is more expensive than most of what's being advertised. So for the first time, you know, being in most cases, the, uh, you know, the auction ends up landing at a lower place overall. So now let's see how this can lead to lower costs. And um, you know, pardon my nerd abbreviations here, but if we're paying an average of $20 for a thousand impressions and 1% of people click on your ad, that's 20 people, right? $20 for 20 clicks is $1 per click. And that's what happens when you're not advertising against attorneys. So if we're converting at 10% of the people who click into a lead that makes our lead $20 on Facebook versus $200 on Google. So you can see why I get this on the private agency group, right? If they're getting $200 leads on Facebook, you aren't making your creative good enough, right? It's not, doesn't play into the fundamentals. And just by the way, too, I know, you know, I've seen some other presentations do these are not crazy whitewash numbers or anything like that. Our target cost per lead on Facebook webinar is actually lower than this. Uh, it's about $15 for a webinar registration. So rounding everything up, if you aren't directly in a platform like Facebook, it's likely that you just see the tip of the iceberg. Did we get leads today or didn't we? But the fundamentals of what determines whether you're getting those leads and how many leads you're ultimately getting boils down to a very simple equation. How much money are we spending? What's the cost of ads? And in this case, with Facebook, it's going to be the CPM or the cost per thousand impressions. And what are we doing with those impressions, i.e. how many clicks are we getting? Which thousand people are we showing them through? And what's happening after the click, that kind of stuff. So the reason that I have the CPM 
which is the cost per thousand highlighted in red is because that's the only one that's not in our direct control. And that's what ended up happening to us during my least favorite Christmas. So going back to the fundamentals, the CPM is based on an auction. And this is what the auction looked like in Q4 of 2020. We had less people out because of COVID and it ended up being the biggest Christmas of online spending in history, as you can kind of see on the left there. And the ad budget was getting pulled away from the in-store displays, the bus stops, billboards, blah, 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 because everyone is at home, and they poured directly into channels like Facebook. It's the same thing with political advertisers, right? We had $14 billion sent on the presidential elections, hundreds of millions in the battleground states like Georgia and Florida, and that was up 300% from 2016, by the way. So all of that combined to result in our CPMs, our costs going up by two to three X during that period. And my Christmas present to clients, which costs tens of thousands of dollars in our profits. So I told myself I'd never be in this position again. And we got started right away. So actually we started laying the foundation during that December, but we ended up breaking ground on our first campaigns on YouTube in January of 2021. So it wasn't a super expensive bet to make. And the worst case scenario was we'd be in the same position as we were in Facebook. But from a fundamentals perspective, it was exactly the same. It's CPM-based bidding. We're paying by impression. We're trying to get as good creative as we can. And we're still targeting webinar registrations. But I had a hunch that the type of people who spend time watching video on YouTube would be interesting in watching video on a webinar. So our first test clients were super satisfied with the results. At first, the cost per lead was a little bit higher than Facebook, but as ad costs continued to rise, it actually held steady and became lower by comparison. And a really interesting thing that we noticed is that the people coming in through the consultation thought our clients were bigger than they were by default. And I don't think this is going to last forever, but as more people get on the platform, but for the same, like, you know, for the time being, YouTube is a lot harder to figure out than Facebook. So people get lumped in with the big celebrity gurus that are advertising on the platform right now. Uh, when they're on YouTube. And the biggest question in my mind was whether these leads would perform the same as the Facebook leads. And my tremendously anticlimactic answer is that they performed pretty much the same. And when we thought about it, it really made sense because if you take the entire experience that somebody has with webinar advertising in terms of the presentation, the qualification call, ultimately going through the consultation, the ad's a pretty small component. So they might spend a minute or two watching the ad and signing up for the presentation. And the presentation is normally going to run between 35 and 55 minutes. But using a webinar as a process pretty much you know, homogenizes the leads. After going through the presentation, it pretty much doesn't matter how they saw the ad. And you know, by the end of the 15-minute qualification call and hour consultation, the ad itself is pretty much irrelevant. So we had two really big implications from this. One, we were no longer dependent on Facebook. If Facebook decided to act crazy, and by Facebook, I mean everyone else that was advertising on Facebook decided to act crazy, you know, and it continued to get worse in 2021, FYI. If you guys are in for the iOS update in uh, you know, Q2 this past year, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, but we had another alternative in YouTube. And to date, YouTube has not seen close to the pricing volatility that we've ever seen on Facebook. It's, it's pretty much steady Freddy. And because we knew other traffic sources worked with the webinar model, we continued to test. So we just opened up TikTok as a channel. They just opened up their platform. We're currently testing that as well as content network, uh, you know, Taboola, content ads, all kinds of stuff too, because we know that the webinar will change them all into the same type of person. Um, and then basically we have this also really interesting thing because when one network gets beat up, because the market's seen the ads too much, which is something you really have to pay attention to with local advertising, we just go to another network. And at this point, we've had people go from Facebook to YouTube back to Facebook, and it gets better every single time. So it's way easier for us to keep ads going over time. 
And big picture, we ended up with a way stronger system than we ever had before, which is why we're now laughing when ad costs go up on Facebook. We've got the creative ready to go for events like the holidays or when something big happens like the iOS 14 update last year. And we can basically just cut over, flip the switch in a matter of seconds once things are set up. So for anyone who hasn't spent the last year figuring out backup ad channels and platforms, they're going to be like the guy on the left, right? And I want you to keep this guy in mind next time you hear somebody say online advertising is over, webinars are dead, in-person referral is the only way to go to grow a estate planning practice. All of those things are true if you don't have a strategy. But once you have that set up, you're going to be like we are on the right, right? We're laughing when the ad costs go up for the competition because we're totally unaffected. As a matter of fact, every time it happens, it's a good thing for our clients because they know that they're winning market share from their competitors. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.